sometimes we need to rattle the situation. Sometimes we need to make drastic changes fast. Sometimes we need a little bit of drama, a little bit of trauma in order to affect change. The concept of shocking the system is a great way to get rid of the old and bring in the new. It is also a great way to bring people to your ideology or to introduce people to new concepts. Shocking the system is something that is used by bodybuilders, athletes, and social media. More specifically, actually, the mainstream media. And this is a concept that I think we all need to understand and get a hold of. So shocking the system basically means overloading in order to affect change. Overloading to break something down in order to affect change. It is a great way and a great tool to bring people onto what you want others to believe. You ever wondered why the mainstream news, why all the major channels focus on the same two, three, or four topics a day, sometimes a week? It's organized. This stuff is organized, guys. And I know that some of you, any of you that have listened to any of my other podcasts already probably believe this. But I think we need to use uh, this example uh, or this technique of overloading the system, shocking the system for the purpose of creating something anew in order to explain it to people that really don't believe that things are being organized in a way in the back rooms in the meetings amongst very powerful people and amongst politicians and those who actually control politicians. We don't need, we don't need to go that deep because if we go too deep for someone that doesn't even believe us when we say that there are such things as false flags, then we need to keep it basic. We need to keep it basic. So I would suggest tell folks, ask folks point out to folks why is it that two or three subjects or topics are somehow magically chosen by all the news networks to be at the forefront to be 
the topics, the main points, and the hot button issues discussed throughout the day. Ask them that and see what they say. Because we need to let them know that the news channels, the news media, the cable news networks could easily focus on any number of things. Any number of things. Why is it that it's not quote unquote sexy to talk about appropriations and breaking down the budget? Huh? Ask them that. Why is that not really ever a topic that's spoken about in depth? Appropriations. Basically, the redistribution of wealth. The redistribution of taxes taken in by the government. That's what appropriations are. That is distribution of wealth. Of the people's wealth. Ask people that. Why won't they touch the subject of money. In the mainstream media. (laughs) Another thing that. We need to. Make sure. That people understand is. The Democrats and Republicans are no longer, I would say 95% of them are no longer worried about or even know what the common man is all about. They no longer understand the plight of a common man maybe some do maybe some that listen carefully and intently and genuinely in the town hall meetings and actually ask their uh, assistance what are the people calling our office about what are the people complaining about but like I've said before And I will keep harping this point. Ask people. How do politicians make money? Who pays the politicians? Ask them that. Now. It's a very simple process. They get paid from the taxes. That the government takes from the people. So. Unless they are genuinely. Genuinely. Worried and actually a holy person. You damn near have to be holy to be a politician that's actually for the people. Or a businessman who doesn't really worry about his future income or his uh, upcoming paycheck. Then and only then maybe you could be a, a decent or a different politician. That's probably the reason why Trump seems so far out. Because he came into politics with money. So, 
he really wasn't the status quo. Now, um, like I've told people, politicians' only way to make more money is to write into the law that they deserve a raise by taking more taxes from the people. That's it. Plain and simple, period. So, from that base, we can continue to tell people and explain to people that when a politician says we need to help such and such demographic or we need to appropriate money for such and such cause, they're really trying to give themselves a raise. Really. Anyway, now back to this shocking the system point. That's exactly the tactic that politicians use as well. They harp on it. They harp on it. They grab any current event that supports their thesis, that supports the fact that they want more money for something, for some cause or for some people. And they keep harping on it until we finally break. Until we finally almost give up thinking. Give up thought. And we think, hey, well, this is in the news. These politicians seem pretty passionate about it. Maybe they're right. Maybe I'm not seeing something here that they see. No, 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 no. They want more money. They want more money. Point blank, period. So they're just trying to shock our mental system into submission, basically. Now, another topic I want to talk about today is the uh, democratic debate. I thought uh, Miss Tulsi Gabbard, which is probably up to this point the most anti-war candidate from the Democrats. Um, I thought she sounded very, very professional. She was very poised. Granted, she has a lot of socialist views as well. And a lot of libertarians are saying, heck no. I'm not going to settle for a candidate that while she might be anti-war, she is pro this and pro that. And listen... Listen, we have to. We can't have it all until we have a legit libertarian on, uh, on the ballot. We must vote for what we believe is the best choice. Now, last presidential election was tough. Was very tough. Not to me. I, I, I'm going to admit right here in front of you guys that I didn't even vote. Okay. Hillary Clinton is pure evil. She demonstrated she was pure evil. Mr. Donald Trump. Ah, he said a lot of things that were pretty antagonizing towards my Mexican people. So it made it really tough for me to vote for him. And... Uh, 
if I was going to vote, I would have probably voted for him also on the stance that he campaigned on an anti-war, uh, I wouldn't say platform, but he definitely made it a point to say that he felt like we were in costly wars, useless wars, and that we were losing many uh, of our great men to these wars. Now, at this in these democratic debates, in these democratic debates, I thought Tulsi Gabbard had her moment. She shined when uh, she pretty much <laughs> broke down that the Taliban weren't who crashed the planes into the towers, but explained that Al Qaeda uh, were the perpetrators of said. Horrific attack. Now I don't want to dive into the 9-11 truths. We're just going to keep it at face value here. Um, I also thought that Mr. Yang. Who amongst the social platforms. And um, uh, in the internet. On the internet. Was gaining a following. A uh energetic following and I thought that he could actually be the 2020 uh, Bernie Sanders he had an absolutely pitiful despicably timid 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 uh, debate now this controversy arose where he I guess was trying to say that they were cutting his mic out and like I told the Yang fans known as the Yang gang well, then he missed an opportunity. He missed an opportunity. If that would have happened to Trump in 16, he would have put them on blast on stage. Like, why are you cutting my mic? Why are you trying to silence me? Something of that nature. Mr. Yang was timid. Hey, and I don't blame him. He was up on stage with career politicians. So he probably felt extremely nervous, extremely out of place. But another thing is you can't run on UBI and UBI alone. And Yang Gang fans kept telling me, well, he actually has over 100 policies. Go read his policies on the web. Listen, listen, like I've told them, the stage is where you make your presence known. Being that he isn't a career politician... Being that he's not uh, someone used to being on stage, he should have been the bull in the china shop. Okay, and that's not a derogatory or racial comment. I understand that Mr. Yang's from a, a Asian descendants. I'm just trying to say that he should have made his presence known. He should have. I think that he thought they were going to call his name and let him break down his policies. No. You're not the career politician. You're not the big name on stage. You need to make your presence known. You should elbow your way into the conversation. Push and shove your way into the conversation. Like I told the Yang gang, never has a president been elected um, being nice and being polite and explaining your policy. No. 
candidates need and do and those who win pull on the emotional heartstrings and then incite us to find out more about you and then incite us to pull for you so he needs to shock the system he needs to if he believes in UBI for everything for the abortion issue for the war issue for the immigration issue for not only the AI issue because I know that's big uh, a big part of his platform he if he's going to run on UBI you have to have very clear how your platform differs from everybody else and tailor it tailor it in a shocking way in a totally different way than the other candidates now I'm totally against UBI but I really wanted to hear him explain or try to convince me of his platform anyways you guys have a wonderful day hopefully we don't get into this war with Iran because it just won't be with Iran I can trust you that you can you can trust me on that Um, But you guys have a wonderful day. Hope you guys had a great weekend. Peace.